What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Thank you so much for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Our good friend, licensed realtor from Remax Results, Mimi Shoneman, is in the building. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. We have some fun stuff we're going to cover today. We always appreciate you bringing in this fantastic list uh, for people out there when you're just kind of getting them ready to get the home of their dreams. Exactly. Because I know that homes, you know... We really just have to prepare to try and get the proper, you have to get everything in line these days if you really want to get the home that you want, right? Oh my gosh. So we haven't really talked about the the Minneapolis skinny from the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors for a while, mm-hmm. um, just because we've been talking about other stuff. Right. And, you know, I was looking at it today for the first time in a while and I was like, OMG, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. It's Why like, is that? Well, so the last time I think we talked about it, the media home sales in the area and we're talking about the whole metro area was like 235,000 which right. is nothing to snuff at. No. Guess what it is today? Yeah, right? I don't know. 300? 270,000. Wow. That's the that's the median price right here in the metro. So if you're looking for something under that, it must be really tight. It is so tight. Okay. Anything under 300,000 and it's it's fascinating because when we when we sit down and we meet and talk with our buyers for the first time, you know, I always or not always, but most of the time get the question like, well, what can what do you think we can go in at? Yes. You know, because there's still that menti- mentality that you can kind of dicker in the the real estate market and get and a deal. Maybe sometimes you can if depending on the property. But right now. So this is the thing that I did the OMG about was that. The month's supply of inventory was 2.2 months. That's actually more than the last time I looked at it, which was 1.4. But the percent of original list price that our sellers are getting, just what do you think that is? How much are they getting? If they start at 250, are they getting 250? Are they getting a little lower? 90%. Is 90% of them getting their list price? How, what percentage? 100.2%. Oh my gosh. So most of them are getting more? Is uh, that what that means? And that's the whole metro. Wow. So when, when you're thinking about whether you're going to be able to go in and get a deal, you need to need to reframe in your mind what deal actually means. Okay. So can you is point two over list price a deal? I would say yes. Okay. So, you know, we're we're seeing deals where people are going in ten, twenty, thirty, hundred thousand dollars more than asking price, depending on what the property is. It's bananas. Okay. So um, you know, it's interesting. So, you know, we'd love to hear from our, our listeners out there about what their experience is, about you know, what they're having to do to get their properties. Um, what what are you dealing with out in the field? Right. If you've been out there trying to look for a home for a while and you have a story that you can share and some some this is, maybe we can give you some tips on how to help navigate that particular situation. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And we'd love to remind everybody on our show page, 
We've got a lot of great links that are posted there. We've got uh, links for finances, links for divorce. We've got links for where you can shop for property, how you can contact us. But one of our favorite links um, that we have posted is our uh, is our link for view greater Minneapolis homes dot com. We would encourage all of you to register on that website and shop to your heart's content. Yes, it's also got great information if you're thinking about selling because you can also see what everything else is being listed for out there and kind of be snoopy a little bit nosy (laughs) neighborish. So be sure and check out all of our great links that we've got posted, which is also good if you were just considering well maybe we're starting to outgrow this home you know maybe we want to start making a change being able to look at those other things that are comparable can help you make that decision go no we really probably could sell our house all we have to do is change out the carpet or do a couple of things absolutely and maybe you won't have to do anything at all Um, and I also think that if you feel like you have a dumpy old ugly house right uh, we encourage you to call us because we have investor clients that are looking for your house right now that are willing to pay top dollar and you can reach us at 651-578-2218 throughout the week and we can put you on our list and maybe connect you up with a, a great investor that's willing to pay 100% cash. Which sounds a lot better than if you go and you like take the number off of one of those signs you see if you're driving around the highway. And you just kind of go, well, I don't know who I'm calling. At least you're working with a licensed professional if they call you and they can go, no, you really do have our best interest in heart and make sure that the right person can buy our house. Well, maybe today, given the fact that uh, regular traditional buyers are paying a over list price, and that's an average, Um, maybe uh, it's in your best interest to not take a discount from some of these discount people that are coming to knocking on your door saying, we'll give you 50% of what you what you think the house is worth because it needs a roof, it needs carpet, it's, it's, you know, got some water in the basement, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we all know that life happens, right? And yes. so, you know, if you've got some uh, condition things that are going on with your house, we definitely want to talk to you. And maybe we've got a match. Maybe we don't. Right. But we'd love to have the conversation. Well, we are going to take the calls today as people call in. I know we have some people that uh, our producer, Sonny, is getting ready to talk to right now. But in the meantime, uh, you brought us some great information. And you, uh, for people who are like getting ready to get into the process of buying their house, you have some preliminary information on what they can do as they're getting ready for that, right? Well, we've got some questions that we think that home buyers should begin by asking themselves if they just, you know, if you're kind of like just dabbling, looking online and and seeing what maybe uh, you can afford out there. And so we always say that one of the best things that you can do is to have an honest conversation with yourself about what you can really afford. Right. Um, that painful discussion of budget. Right. Um, so how do we do that? Uh, well, first of all, you want to definitely get a recommendation for a, a very good loan officer. Okay. And somebody that somebody that you knows, a trusted realtor that's worked with because when we look at loan officers as a real estate professional, we don't necessarily look at it the same way that a consumer looks at them. Okay. Cuz you're going online and what do you care about as a consumer? Uh I'm just going, well, am I going to get this house and what's the the, di- the payment going to look like? Right. Okay. Payment. The payment. So mm-hmm. everybody's looking online to see what the rate is because right. they that's the way people shop. Okay. So you go to Cub 
and you say, well, I need some refried beans. Which ones, you know, do I want the 99 cent ones? Do I want the hundred and, you know, a dollar twelve? You know, so that's the way people are conditioned to shop is to see what the rate is, what the price is. But what you don't really get a good idea about are the fees. Yes. And so that I think requires a good conversation face to face with a real person that you mm-hmm. can look eyeballs to eyeballs to. Now, when you're talking about the fees, you mean the things that might increase my payment other than just here's the total dollar amount and here's the rate, the interest rate that I'm getting. Yep. It's there might be other things that would add on so that my payment actually ends up being more or less. Exactly. Okay. And I think more so that's more important than just the rate is the ability for this particular person to take you from start all the way to the close. Okay. So, you know, to know, to have good confidence that this person is going to be able to take what your information is, first of all, find the best product for you. Right. You know, what is that? Okay. I mean, we've had, we have real estate, we have mortgage experts that are on our show, Shelly and Phil. Yes. And we talk about it all the time. They're puzzle workers. Right. And so they look at your particular situation. So you and me, mm-hmm. um, you know, Miss Shannon, we are both self-employed people. Right. Right. So let's just say that both of us decide that we're going to go shopping for a house. How is our puzzle, if you will, different from somebody who works nine to five and gets paid a W-2 every single week? Right. So both of us have had W-2 jobs before, right? Yes. So we And that does make life much easier. On you know, paper. Had, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it looks different to them. The risk looks different to the lenders. And so... You know, you need to be able to bring all of that and take it to somebody that you know is going to take your ball of stuff and be able to run it to the finish line and close. Right. So, you know, what happens if us realtors in the back of our mind, we know, oh, when when a client shows up and says, oh, I'm working with XYZ lender and you go, oh, (laughs) yeah. Do you really have to? Right. That's going to be so much work. Um, Mm -hmm. well, you know, then you start thinking in your in your mind. You know, I'm, I can't even get a hold of that person. Are they even open on Sundays and Saturdays? I need an answer right now. When mm-hmm. I can, when you're going to need your pre-approval. And not only that, but I, I've seen them, de- you know, delay closings with other people. You know, so there's industry information that we feel that, you know, and it, it's a personal decision, right? right? You know, it's whatever you feel comfortable you with. You want to find somebody that communicates the way you need them to communicate. Absolutely. But you also want to feel comfortable that the loan officer is not upselling you. And okay. I haven't really haven't seen that in a long time. A loan officer will tell you, um, well, you say, I want to keep my payments under this amount of money, but you qualify for more. Right. So when you start out looking and you're looking at what you say you want, that can change. Okay. So you get out there in the in the field and you're like, I'm getting creamed at the 230 point. Yes. Maybe if I just bumped up my price to 250 where I actually qualify for, maybe there's more out there in better condition in the neighborhoods that I really want to see. Right. So that's something to have a conversation with yourself about budget. And what do we want to cover when we get back? Well, we keep talking about some of the questions that home buyers really need to think about, especially if you haven't bought for a while. And if you have a question, call us here at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. 
It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Your host, Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results, is here with us going over some information on some questions you should ask yourself if you are a potential home buyer. And we're also taking your questions at 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. So I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that you start thinking about when you finally, you know, start dipping your toe into the online world of peeking at real estate. Yes. Um, and so, you know, when we have conversations with folks, we always like to ask them, what is your required and what is your desired? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that can make a big difference. So what do you really need at the end of the day? Um, so one of the things that you want to think about is your space. I mean, do you need, do you really need four bedrooms or would you, or would three like, work? yeah. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so here's why I say that that's important to know. Cause that seems kind of like silly to even say, well, that's on the list, but a lot of times there may be a house that will have a bedroom that doesn't have the right size window and maybe it's got like a, a itty bitty closet. Yes. Maybe that's not a legal bedroom, but maybe that could easily enough be adjusted to be to be a bedroom for you. Or maybe you could adjust it and put the right size window and put a a good size closet in it and make it a legal bedroom. Or maybe you were looking for four bedrooms because you really needed three bedrooms and an office or a workout space or something. And so if it was a substandard room, it would still work. Or maybe it has a loft that could be walled off. But if you're searching specifically, if you're like... I don't see anything that I want that is in my price range. Well, let's talk about it because, you know, sometimes when you're just thinking and you're just focused on what it is that you say you want, maybe you're not thinking about what could work. And so when folks say that they need, you know, a certain number of rooms, let's talk about it. Is that because just to your point, do you need an office? Right. Does that really need to have a closet? Could a, a file cabinet work? And then a two bedroom would work just perfectly for you. Definitely. Or maybe you really do legitimately need that because you have an expanding family. And you need room for them to. Exactly. As you grow into that house. Now, the other thing that I think that's really interesting is, you know, maybe you're looking to kind of uh, make your home a- into an Airbnb. Ah, yes. Because you know, mm-hmm. a lot of folks right now are thinking, you know, extra income, right. easy ways to get some money. So maybe, you know, you're thinking where could if I wanted to make that income generating, maybe I want to get a roommate down the road. Yes. Maybe mom wants to move in with me and pay me a little rent and help me with my finances. But, you know, where does that room need to be in the house? Do you really want that to be on your same level? Would an, a story and a half work where you could put them up in the attic? Um, but you know, you're still going to have them coming through your house or would, uh, like a, would you need a, a walkout basement where you could have a separate entrance? So it could feel like a separate, it, like an apartment. Right. So all of those things are important, especially when you think about budget and you're having a meeting with your loan officer and you're saying, you know, I think you and I've had this conversation. How much of a rental income can I count? Exactly. And it's 75%. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, all of that can really factor in and you don't even have to have a duplex anymore to make your house possibly an income generating property. And it's questions that you want to ask because, you know, it, it also, there's also rules as I found out from talking to you about when do you get to start counting that, that income and when, you know, how much of it count, not only how much of it, what percentage, but 
can I just say it, but then I don't have a track record of it? It's like, how do I verify that this is going to work if I'm trying to get a loan? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so all of those are great conversations to have with your loan officer. And those are, I would say, you know, advanced questions that you would be asking a loan officer, somebody that would need to have some experience in that. That's not your basic, hey, I want to buy a house. Um, give me a loan. It's just going to be me and my dog. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you want to be able to have, you know, high, you know, think about like your five year plan. I always like to talk to, to people about what's your worst case scenario. Um, you know, what happens if you lose your job? Could you have the space to have a, a tenant of some sort to help you out in, you know, lean times? Right. And that happens. So you want to, you know, kind of have a contingency plan. The other thing that I'm seeing a lot of folks do right now is I'm seeing people move down from a two car family to a one car family. Fair enough. Yes. You know, are you mm-hmm. seeing this? Yes. In your I have some friends, friends that are doing that. Definitely. Yeah. It makes me nervous. Um, I don't kind of <laughs> want to be trapped, but you know, I do like Uber and I lift. Is- and I have some friends that like when he started doing the math, he and his wife, you know, he just realized that he could walk to work. He often did. It didn't make sense that she had the car during the day. That made sense. They didn't need another car just sitting in the garage most of the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And even if you do have to commute, you know, I've seen it work where, you know, couples, they just put that on their schedule. Right. And they just know that they're going to have to take, you know, one to the to their work at this time yes. and come back, pick them up. Right. You know, and if that doesn't work, then they can always take public transportation mm-hmm. or, or call Uber or a friend right. or what have you. But the question that you should be asking is, okay, so how close to work do I really need to be? Yes. Um, and, you know, traffic. So how how much do I really hate driving in traffic? And would I really use public transportation if I had to? <laughs> so let's talk about you, for instance. Yes. And your lifestyle. Um, so you're a mom. Right. And you've got all kinds of things. So how important to you is a walk score where you could really, if you had to hoof it, you could really do it. It's not important to me right now at all. Okay. Previous, like old Shannon before she had her kid would have loved that because I there were lots of days where I like I would walk over to the bus and public transportation. And I would take that to work because it was, you know, that's when I worked downtown. I didn't want to deal with parking downtown. So I would take the bus every day. Now my schedule is so fluctual. It fluctuates so much. It's like, nah, I need my car. So yeah. that I can leave when I want to leave. Exactly. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I could see why that would be important. But you know, I think, you know, I know lots of people. I know I have a client right now that lives in River Falls, Wisconsin. Yes. And they take public transportation because it takes them, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to get to downtown Minneapolis. And, you know, they can do all kinds of things right now on the bus. They right. can be, you know, working on their reports. They could take a nap. Mm-hmm. You know, they could just sit back and have a conversation with, you know, their neighbor right next door on the seat. Yep. Instead you of know. being stuck in traffic, driving themselves. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got all of that expense. You've got parking that you don't have to pay for. You've got, you know, wear and tear on your car. So there's there's money that can come off of your budget when you're right. trying to get qualified for a house. So, you know, people think, well, that's that's a silly question to have on my list is, you know, why do I care about traffic? I'm talking about a house Um, because the inner suburbs are super popular. Right. Right. And so like you talk about the different neighborhoods, South Minneapolis, Northeast Minneapolis, you're talking Roseville. People are really wanting to be there for those very same reasons. Right. They like the fact that it's close to their work, but they also like the fact that they can shop 
you know, on the fly. Yes. They can, they're all the really great restaurants that pop up all the time. Uh, you could maybe walk to that or take a bike to that. So, you know, your lifestyle is very important when you think about your house. So those are things that you want to think about. In addition to that, you know, we kind of touched on it loosely about the basement and the attic. Okay. Um, for very a lot of different reasons. It doesn't have to be about a tenant. Um, maybe you've got hobbies. Yes. You know, maybe you want to have a gym or something. Maybe you're into crafting and you've got like all sorts of stamps or maybe you've got yarn that you like to knit and things like that. And so where are you going to put all that? Yeah, stuff? you need space. You need mm-hmm. space for that. And basements are fantastic for space. Um, they're also good for tornadoes. It's <laughs> true. So, um, and you know, things like that, emergency storage, things like that. If somebody's moving and you're like, yeah, I don't have enough time to, you know, can I put my stuff in your basement? You know, basements are fantastic for right. a lot of different reasons, but you also have to keep up on basements. You know, what happens if you've got, you know, kind of not such a great foundation and you see that there's seepage in your basement? That could be a spendy fix. Yeah, you might have to. We, you know, we recently had to do that in our neighborhood because there was some construction up the street. And then now it changed the way that the water was running when it rained. And so they had to regrade some stuff in our yard to stop having it come into the basement. So, yeah, exactly. You have to keep track of all those things. So, you know, you want to think about things like that, you know, maybe... If you're looking at a property and it looks fantastic, but it's got some musty smells to it, maybe it just does need to be regraded. But maybe there's foundation issues where that's going to be fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. Right. I think that you want to think about it and talk to your real estate professional. That's what we're there for is, okay, well, let's find out how much something like that would cost. Uh, worst case scenario, best case scenario. So if you're out there with a the shovel, that's, you know, yay. If you're calling up the wet basement people, then, you know, not so fun. Right. But still probably not as bad as what I think a lot of folks build up in their mind. All right. We have some more great uh, tips on some questions that home buyers should ask themselves before they go and buy their home. We'll also take your questions at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Your host, Mimi Shoneman from the Remax Results team and the Red Hot Real Estate Group. We always appreciate you calling at 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. And our producer makes sure we get all the information from you. And uh, also, when you call in uh, to that number, you can get a copy of those Red Hot Guys that you have right now, Mimi. Yes, and we're in the summer. Yes. The summer versions. Uh, so if you are thinking of buying and selling. We've got some free guides and we also have show links that are posted on our website here at MyTalk1071 and our keyword is red hot. So it's things to consider when buying a home and things to consider when selling a home. They're uh, new, fresh information every single quarter. Um, so we've got the summer 2018 editions available. So if you're one of those people that needs a little oomph, a little push, this is great to have sitting like on your coffee table or on your kitchen table to go, you know what? I just need to get my act together. I can do this. Well, so having this guide there can help. You know, I think people are afraid of what they don't know. Right. You know, we all are. It's normal. Um, and, and the fear of the the process, you know, when you're thinking especially about selling, it's like, oh, I've been in my house for, you know, 25 years right. and it just don't even know where to start. Yes. Uh, you know, I've got stuff. I've got memorabilia. 
how do you part with that stuff? Right. And that's probably a show all in of itself is how do you sort through and things make wise that, decisions if you want to move? Yeah. How do okay. you sort through that important stuff? You know, little Johnny's first grade, you know, coloring thing. Right. You know, it's it's it would it would be very difficult to part with those things. But but there's a way to do it and give you some peace about it. But that's a different show. Okay. So today we're focusing on the questions that you want to ask yourself when you're either buying your first home or buying your next home or buying your last home. Right. Because, you know, it's about seven to 10 years when everybody moves. Um, And so... And that's a good thing to remind people because I I remember the first time I bought my last townhome, I was sitting there going, oh my gosh, I'm making a decision that's quote unquote forever and last you a lifetime exactly and it's like no that's not the right choice for everybody sometimes you're going no this makes sense for me for now and five to seven years from now i'm probably even going to look at something different because i'm at a different season in my life right and you know when you talk about you know buying uh, additional properties you know i think that a lot of people start off in a townhome condo kind of situation and know that eventually they're probably going to outgrow it right because there's only so much space in those walls that you can grow into Um, and many people use that as a launching point so they'll either use that property sell it right and take the equity out of it to put towards the next one or they'll use it or or maybe they won't even be thinking about this when they're purchasing it but they should be right is this could be like the beginning of a real estate portfolio all right yes so you could take that property turn that into a rental and buy your second home in you know in the area depending on how close those two properties are do you often encourage people to do that when they you know start talking to you about ah, i think i'm outgrowing this home how do you help them decide if they should turn it into an income property their previous property or just sell it it depends on what they need and what they can do so um you know we have a lot of conversations with folks do you have to sell first can you buy first and then let's have a quick sale afterwards that's a conversation that we have right now because of inventory being at 2.2 months of inventory when a normal market is six months of inventory. Right. So maybe they want to take that condo that they first moved into five years ago as a single person. Now they've they've got a family. Yes. And they are walking all, t- all over each other. Maybe they need the money from the equity of that property to take into uh, their next one for a down payment. Or maybe they can use that as a rental and build upon that in a portfolio. That's really a personal decision. And it's nothing that I advise people to do or don't do. Right. Um, but it's something that if it's if it's in your interest and you're, you, you think that that would be fun to do, let's talk about it. And let's have the conversation with your loan officer and see, you know, can you do it? If you wanted to, because there's a lot of things that you can do. You can borrow from your your 401k or your IRA and, you know, take different uh, amounts out. And sometimes there's penalties. Sometimes there's no penalties if you pay it back within a certain amount of time. It's all specific on your particular situation. So it's kind of fun to, to be able to uh, talk with people that have that capability and that have that interest that, you know, are open, that aren't fearful of trying new things. Um, so if you're that person and you're out there and you're feeling kind of adventuresome and you're thinking, yeah, I'm kind of kind of vibing on this Airbnb right. concept, you know, we'd love to talk to you and mm-hmm. let's see if it would work that you could take that, make some money on it. Get your next one, make some money on that, and who knows where that's going to lead you. All right, let's see what kind of adventure Becky is ready to go on. Becky, what kind of property are you selling? 
Uh, it's a five-bedroom split-level home in Prior Lake. Um, it's got nice siding and roof. Those have been redone recently, so that's great. But the inside is a catastrophe. My brother passed away recently, and he was a bachelor and a little bit of a hoarder. And so everything needs redoing. Okay. Um, I've had a, a realtor and a buy-as-is kind of people look at it. And I just don't know how you make this decision. I don't know. I don't know how to proceed. Okay. Can you give us? To- yeah, they, that's a great question, Becky. So um, what were you presented? Not necessarily specifically, but like from the buy as is, are they going to do anything for you? They're just going to give you cash. Sounds like they just give me cash. It sounds like they will even take it. Like I could leave stuff in there if I don't get everything cleared out. Okay. So and when you're talking hoarder, I mean, there's so many varying levels of hoarding. Right. Um, and I do have respect for that. Um, people are collectors and, you know, sometimes people yeah. will say that's hoarding. Um, but yeah. can you walk through the space and is it, is it floor to ceiling? Is there narrow tunnels? What are, what are we looking at? No, uh, I have cleared out a lot already. We've done a lot of work already since I started actually while he was still around. Um, so, it's now at a point where actually we're getting ready to have an estate sale. It's just that everything's in such poor condition. I mean, the walls are even filthy with cobwebs and dust and the carpet's completely ruined and the appliances are filthy and the whole lower level needs to be just gutted. Um, when you, you say know, gutted, what do you mean by gutted? Is it cosmetically uh, gutted or it's got mold or what? No mold. Um Poorly configured, ancient paneling. Uh, some of the walls are, are are concrete block that was never really finished. Finished. Um, so it's not a livable. To, it's not a livable space at this point. It's not something not where you'd put point. your family room in there or anything. Yeah, you, you I mean, know what. A, a, Becky, yeah. I think that we should have a conversation offline because, um, mm-hmm. not because the, 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 your question isn't important. It's very important. And we see a lot <laughs> of homes like this where yeah. I believe that, you know, we've got buyers that could definitely pay you top dollar for that space. And we have, um, we have partners that could help you with the clean out as well mm. and help you, you know, help you with the management of it. It sounds like you've got it very well under control, especially if you're heading into an estate sale type of situation. But, yep. um, would love to talk with you and get more details where we could possibly, you know, offer you some other s- solutions. Cause Becky, is part of your question that you just feel kind of overwhelmed right now with the project? Yeah, I, I, I feel like I've got a little more control over it now than I did a month ago. But um, making these big decisions, I mean, it's it's all on my shoulders, and he's got a lot to <laughs> right. a lot to deal with besides the house. So. Are you the only personal representative? Are there multiples? Yeah. Okay, so there's it's nobody me. else that makes decisions but you. That's that's beautiful. Um, because then it could get complicated if you have other people that you've got to, you know, get their go-to and their approval. Um, you know, I helped a family this spring, um, sell five properties. And, Mm -hmm. um, so they had multiple personal representatives or trustees rather. And Mm -hmm. so thankfully they all got along, but there was a lot going on with the properties and there was condition issues like what you're describing. And so Mm -hmm. we talked through a lot of, you know, strategy about whether, you know, what would be the right 
plan and the right decision for these properties for this family. And so uh, it's something that we do and would love to talk with you about it. And Becky, it sounds like, and and Mimi, when you're talking to someone like Becky, it seems like that's reason why Becky would want to partner with a licensed realtor or something that can help her navigate the process. Absolutely. Um, Because, you know, you probably feel like, who do I trust? Um, A little bit. And I can I just interject real quick that I did have a realtor who a friend recommended that she's dealt with look at it, but he even seemed really perplexed as to how to value it at this point. And I wondered if that had anything to do with the fact that the neighborhood wasn't really a target neighborhood for him. Is it ever important to have somebody who knows the neighborhood better? Or maybe I'm just making that up. Um, you know, it's it's not, in my opinion, it's not necessarily about the neighborhood. Here's what I think happens, because we're human. Uh, realtors are human. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Many, <laughs> many of us are very visual, very much so like a consumer. So some of us have the ability to look past all of that, and some of us get stopped, and it, it mm-hmm. be- becomes a... Uh, I, what, what would it, you know, close your eyes, click your heels three times. And what will it look like when it's, when it's different? You know what I mean? And some Mm -hmm. people can, can do that easily enough. And some people struggle with that. Um, so maybe that's what, what the person was struggling with. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it was the fact that they didn't understand the type of house, the neighborhood. It could have been a combination Mm -hmm. of things. Um, mm-hmm. But it still doesn't hurt to get another opinion. And I think that your yeah. question is very relevant for our audience because okay. we're just going to see more of this as, you know, this population continues to age um, mm-hmm. where there's going to be lots of collecting. And where do I do with that? Because it doesn't seem like and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Becky, that there's as many outlets for collectibles where you can even sell that or give it away. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling like that with your brother's house? Yeah, I'm, and I'm doing a little of all kinds of things, you right. know, finding people on Craigslist interested and selling some things that way. And now we're, it's a do-it-yourself estate sale because he didn't have a lot of value to hire somebody. Right. right. And so, so are you yeah. working full-time and doing this on your own? <laughs> I work part-time. Thankfully, that helps a bit. But I do have, he had a lot of friends, so I do have some help. Oh, That's good. good. Um, well, we appreciate your call. If you'd like to leave your contact information with our producer, Sonny, we'd certainly reach out to you and talk with you further. Sure. Okay. Thanks so much for your call. That's such a Thank fantastic you. call. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yes, exactly. Um, because I do think that, um, you know, a lot of people, for whatever reason, you know, basements, if you don't need to live in that space down there, they get ignored. Right. And it, you could be like a year or two and never go down there. And then you go down there for whatever reason, looking for your, you know, your your, your other uh, set of pots and pans or yeah. something that you think you put down there. Or your dance, dance revolution like right. I found this week, exactly. weekend. You know, like, like, I forgot I, I need to this. exercise. Where is that thing? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. So, you know, um. I think that you could find, you know, lots of stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, especially if it's not your house. I mean, and people don't let you in that space no. if if they know that they've got that condition. I mean, she we could have probably had a conversation for over an hour. Right. You know, when's the last time you were in your brother's house? Was mm-hmm. you know, would he let you in? Did he share with you? You know, what's going on? Because hoarding is a mental illness. Right. Right. That, yes. That's all there is to it. 
um, aside from the fact that some people just love to collect. Yes. Um, and But it can get out of control. I mean, and Hoarders is one of my favorite shows. I mm-hmm. DVR that show. Right. Um, you know, so I, I have to check myself because I have a love of, of uh, plants. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I don't need that many plants. Uh, I could have a lot of plants and it, you can see this by evidence of my deck. But and I honestly was not married. I'd probably collect cats. <laughs> uh, and I think that's fair. I mean, I mean, the, everybody, as you said, has a affinity towards certain things and maybe they've collected them, but it's not something that's a high ticket item and I think that people are looking for and I do think for folks out there that are listening and we're going to get ready for a quick break is if if you struggle with hoarding we definitely want to talk with you because we have uh, we have professional people that we have in our network that can assist you now before it gets out of control and even if it is out of control already we have people that can help you that we know and trust that have done this type of work. You can call us for that. And we also thanks Becky again for calling in with her question. If you have one, you can contact us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Mimi Shoneman is our host from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and the Remax Results team. So, Mimi, you've been giving some great information. We had some great calls. So, do you mind if we go to the phone again? Absolutely. Okay. So, if you have a question, you call us at 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. Right now, Gene is on the line, and uh, you don't have your house on the market yet, right, Gene? Correct. I'm not ready to sell right now, but you. I'm just thinking a bit more long-term. So I have a uh, 72 Rambler that's about 1,400 square feet finished, and uh, I have a big back room that could be a bedroom or be um, finished for something else. Uh, it has, uh, uh, fitting, it's fitted for um, a bathroom, but we haven't put one in. And I'm just wondering how you determine if it's, if there's a benefit to doing that before selling or not. I don't need the space, but I'm just wondering if it's something I should consider. Oh, that's a great question. So um, a couple questions come to mind as, as you're talking. So the room that you first mentioned, the back room, that is not, not a legal bedroom, is that on the main floor or is that in the basement? Basement. Okay. Um, does it ha- does not have an egress window or no window at all? Has a window. Well, actually has three. So one window that is not, I don't believe, large enough. It would have to be, um, I'd need a larger window. And then it has just two side windows um, that are very small. Okay. Um, so may I ask you what city you're in? Minnetonka. Minnetonka. Okay. So it's very specific to neighborhood, right? That's the first thing. Um, and mm-hmm. it's dependent on when it is that you're selling, right? So, you know, the markets shift every six months minimum. And so it's kind of like the stock market. So it's like in your neighborhood, what's happening within the last six months? Maybe you could get away with getting top dollar and not doing it. But maybe it would make sense if you did add an egress window, if that's going to make your profit that much more. And so we would compare that in your specific portion of the city that you live in and see what else is going on. And we may even decide that we need to go back another, you know, six more months just to historically see, okay, so this type of house that has three bedrooms got this much and one that, you know, had an extra one in the basement would would do this much more. Does that make sense, Jean? So it, it yeah. does. Okay, so it would be a case by case 
um, specific thing. And so we would need to look at your floor plan and talk with you specifically about your property, not to give you any pressure because we hear you, you're not ready. Um, but that way we could can kind of maybe do some forecasting for you. Because then maybe what you could do, Mimi, is you can help Jean go, well, you should start budgeting to change this now because eventually it'll get your house more in line with other properties in her area. Is that what you're helping her do? Exactly. Okay. Because, you know, we don't want you to spend any money if you don't have to because maybe that's not going to make a difference in your neighborhood. You know, but maybe mm-hmm. if you did this, that, and the other thing, which we could look at, it could position you for when you are ready to be ready to launch and get the best money that you possibly can for it and that's that's what we're all about is helping people really maximize the space and getting as much money as possible so we're we'd love to talk with you and and kind of strategize with you if you'd like to leave your information with our producer sonny well it sounds to me like um this would be something that you would consider i mean that you'd probably look at a year or less down the line. I mean, I'm thinking five to 10 years out, but I just, you know, you think, well, how much money should I put in? And is it worthwhile to to do the finish if I don't now, if I don't need it? No, now Um, is the time to do it. Whenever you mm -hmm. have the the thought is the time Mm -hmm. that you should have the consultation, not because that's when you're, you're going to be doing the work or doing the sale. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. when, when you think about it so that you can start planning and putting your sure. strategy in place. That's, the, in my opinion, the best time to do it. You know, and it's an easy thing to do for you, too, Gene, because, you know, it's just a matter of, of taking a, a little bit of look at the stuff that's sold in the last 6 to 12 months and say, yeah, this this is kind of what's typical in your area. And if you did this, mm-hmm. that, and the other thing, then you were probably going to be competing evenly with everybody else. Okay. Makes sense. Well, thanks for the information. You're so welcome. So, and I think sometimes what we what we found is when you're when you're feeling these calls, Mimi, is that a lot of times people are thinking that it's part of their five year plan. But you go, well, if you start working on it now, it ends up saving a money in the long run. Because instead of going, well, I want to sell my house in two years, so now I have to hurry and right. do all these things. You can go, well, maybe this is something that you can do as an ongoing project. And then eventually you go, oh, all right. Well, it, and, and a lot of times some of these changes seem to make their house more livable for them while they're in it anyway. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but if you're thinking of doing, you know, like something like adding an egress window, most of the time that's going to add value to your house because uh, you're more than likely adding a bedroom when you're doing something like that. So that is most of the time good money spent. Perfect. Because egress windows are not that expensive to do, depending on how you've got to dig from the outside to get them done. I mean, that's everything's general unless you see the house itself. It's kind of like going, it's like kind of like calling the doctor and saying, you know, I want to have a physical over the phone. Right. You know, <laughs> so can so you we can it? give you that general yeah. information and kind of get you on the right road and yeah. tell you what questions to ask. But I really need to see you if right. I'm, I'm going to give you a physical. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. But in the in the basics, you know, it's, it is very specific and it sounds kind of like him and Han. I know it does. But, you know, maybe it would make a difference. You know, the thing is, is if you meet with somebody, they may be shocked to find out what their house would sell for today. Right. As it is, just like what Becky was saying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe they'll say, well, I don't want to spend the money to do all of those things if I could get this today. Right. And maybe their maybe their whole strategy 
may look differently to them. And one of the things you've talked about before is, are you making your house uh, too unlike the rest of the houses in the market for it to get that money back anyway? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It, I wish I could. I mean, I should write a book on that. Yeah. Honestly, uh, please don't over improve your home unless you're just perfectly prefer- prepared to know that uh, that's just how you like to live. Right. And that is not going to be anything that's going to help you with value. Right. You know, and, and that's okay if that's how you like to mm-hmm. live because that's what property is all about. Right? right. That's the freedom to, to live in a space and, and make it however your vision is. It's people's creative outlet. I love it. Right. Um, but if if you're doing it because you think that you see on the Kardashians yes. that you need, you know, this gold thing someplace <laughs> in your house and that that would make it more valuable, it probably it's not right. going to. Um, same thing, too, is if, if you happen to be buying the most expensive uh, place in your neighborhood, it's not going to help you. OK. OK. It's not going to help you be prepared for that not to be a, an advantage for you. Um, because it's very difficult. You're not going to have comps that you can support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to be very aware that you, you don't want to be the one that sticks out that's different unless you're unless you're mentally prepared to know that when you go to sell it, that that's just the way it's going to be. Individuals are great as people, but not always as houses is what we're learning. Right. <laughs> yeah. We in housing market, we kind of like things to be traditional for the most part. <laughs> right. I mean, I. Trust me, I love somebody that's got some artistic flair and and it's got their, you know, unique style and stamp that they put on things. That's super fun. Yes. And it's going to appeal to a, a portion of the market. But is it going to appeal to 95 percent of the market? Probably not. That you have to keep in mind. So if you're if you're painting your house like all color of pink. You know, which is fantastic. And for you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, you I'm just using pink arbitrarily. I yeah. like pink. It's yes. not that. Um, if you're if you're colorful and you've got lots of color and things, some people can't see past that. Mm-hmm. Just know that. Let's say zebra stripes, because I mean zebra stripes, that's probably a niche market. Yeah. Zebra stripes mm-hmm. as an accent. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Zebra stripes everywhere. Well a bit much. We've got to find just that, you know, needle in the haystack person for you. Exactly. Okay. So before we go into the final segment, I think we got like one minute left. Um, I do want to point out we've got a lot of great information posted on our show page and we love to take your questions. So if you have a question that you didn't get a chance to call or you don't want to call and talk on the air, we get that. Yeah. First time I did it, I thought I was going to have a stroke. Right. Um, so call us during the week, 651-578-2218, or you can email me directly, Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com and ask us your show questions. You should, you can also message the station here with questions that you have that you'd like us to read. And I think that there are some people that may have comments that you uh, want to talk about or get answers to. So we'd love to take those questions in that format. Definitely. You can always contact us here at mytalk1071.com. Use the keyword red hot.